This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening, it's Lucy Newberger here, back with you for the Tuesday Twilight Show. And today is a very, very, very special show for me. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, you are back with me, Lucy Newberger. It's Tuesday, it's the Twilight Show, and as always, I'm very excited to be with you, but even more excited because today I have a show for you that is very dear to me and very dear to the guest that I'm having on today, Lawrence Perks. He and I have had this uh, in the works for a while, and today we're going to bring it to you. We hope you enjoy it. Um, It's basically Lawrence's life story um, about not only his school days but also working as a TA with cerebral palsy and hydrocephalus. So it's going to be a wonderful listen so grab a cup of tea and come along and sit with us and hopefully you'll feel like you're sitting at the table chatting away with us. Now I promised Lawrence that to give us maximum time today that I would um keep my preamble to a minimum and he's so excited he's already trying to call in Lawrence I'm just going to hold you off for a moment and then once we've kind of got all the preamble out the way then I will invite you in to to join me in the studio so right this is this is going to be a challenge try and keep it brief Lucy okay so this week what's been going on um we at my school had an inspection this week or last week uh, from our new, we've been, um, we've joined a kind of corporation of schools or a group of schools called Globe Educate. And they came to have a look to see what we were doing, to see uh, what the school was like, share ideas and best practice. And do you know what, actually, having been through an Ofsted um, and subsequent DFE and other Ofsted visits since then, because the one I was part of, the school, unfortunately, ended up not doing very well. Compared to that, uh, it was actually quite breezy, quite pleasant. And although I had several visits throughout the day, they were short, but the, the people that came in were very engaging. They wanted to talk to us. They didn't want to try and trip us up. It was... It wasn't like a formal observation. It was actually, I wouldn't go as far as saying it was enjoyable, but it was it was good to 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 have them in to see what we're doing. And actually, we've come out, or we don't know the full results of it, but we've come out from from the feedback or the sort of feedback that started coming through. We've we've done all right, so that's always always good to know. Um, in other news, and I don't know uh, if other teachers are feeling this, but there seems to be. And I don't know if it's because this has been the longest term or half term in, in old money. Uh, in in a long time, there's definitely in the sort of edgy Twitter sphere and the feeling in general from talking to teachers is that this has just been mad since the start of September. We've kind of 
been on a, a very sort of emotional journey. And I don't know if it's because we seem to be coming past COVID. Obviously, it's still very much around, but we seem to be doing our utmost to kind of stay in school. And whether the energy plowing into that is is what making us tired or just the fact that the last couple of years have almost just hit us in the face and it's kind of okay right we've got to pick up the pieces now and and move forward so i don't know so i don't know how you how any of you feel about that do do of course let me know in the chat and as always the chat is there ready to go do text in and i will certainly do my utmost to to read your comments as as we go um but also i found that in the last week two weeks that the children in my class basically can't stand each other um i don't know what whether that's because they've forgotten how to be together whether that's because it's been a particularly long term because we actually don't finish until the week after next so goodness knows what the state of them will be by then but they seem to all be kind of rubbing each other up the wrong way to be honest um i've had to break up so many not physical fights but just uh silly little petty spats on the playground and the girls are falling out with each other because um they you know one threatened to ditch another one and it's just all a bit okay all right then but hopefully we can get through the next week and a half and have a, a well-earned rest after that but it definitely does feel like this has gone on a little bit too long but hopefully the the, I mean, the one I find hardest, the term I always find the most difficult is the October to Christmas one. That is the, that is the long haul for, for me. And uh, you already know about my feelings concerning Christmas. So I won't, I won't go there at the moment. Now, of course, we are well into the swing of Bake Off. And I know that my guest and I will be tuning in straight after we finish on here to, to watch German Week on Bake Off. And being half German myself, I'm very excited for this. I think I saw uh, in the advert them making something like Kugelhopf. I'm not sure, but uh, we, will, we will see. So I'm excited for that. And I'm rooting for Jürgen, I think he's called, as much as he is German. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come out on top. You'd like to think he's uh, maybe got a little bit of the upper hand there. So we will we will see how that goes. Uh, as always, plugging the What's for Dinner feature. Still plugging away. Yes, I know. Still, still trying to keep on with it. For me tonight, it is tomato soup, spicy tomato soup that uh, I made. When did I make it? I made it yesterday. But as always, I made enough to feed an army. So that's going to sustain me for at least the next couple of nights. And I've actually cooked because last week I, I didn't. I, I succumbed to ordering dumplings from my local takeaway, uh, which I do not feel any guilt about whatsoever. Uh, so yes, the soup, the soup tonight. And if I'm still hungry, I think I still have half a tin of baked beans somewhere that may may find its way into into my belly. Um, the, the other thing I've discovered, the reason I have baked beans is because um, I, as you all know, I live in Portugal and we have actually a great British store in, in Cascais. Very, very expensive, but you can get your Bisto, your Marmite, things like that. But I found uh, chocolate orange Cadbury fingers the other day and oh my goodness me what a game changer if you have not tried these and you can find them dipped in tea or I imagine coffee will probably work just as well but dipped in tea oh my goodness me fantastic so absolutely go for it 
Oh, I've had someone tell me what they're having for dinner, which is great. Um, Thai chicken bone broth with lemongrass and chilli. Now, that sounds exactly like the kind of thing you need to ward off winter flu. Um, so, yeah, brilliant. Uh, seems to be a lot of happening in the soup world as well. My my best friend, Eleni, who uh, I know listens regularly, she is apparently trying beetroot soup tonight. And I said to her I wasn't quite sure how I feel about beetroot soup. I've only just learned to like beetroot itself. I don't think I'm quite ready to to blend it up and, uh, and have it as a as a soup but you never know I'm she's the friend I'm visiting in a couple of weeks time so she may she may encourage me to eat it then so I will I will let you know okay so that's quite enough of that I think um I think it is time to to sort of talk about how tonight's show arose so I'm going to go give a little bit of an introduction but as you'll see in a moment I'm kind of limited in the introduction I can give to this show because, well, you'll find out in a second. So my guest and I actually know each other in sort of semi-real life, if you like. We actually met on Twitter when we were cheerleading for Edudaters. So those of you who participated in Edudate, which is um, an online dating platform for teachers, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But we sort of got chatting via that which was quite entertaining and then um well Lawrence has always kind of followed um you know my goings on I followed his going on we kind of chatted away it was nice to have a person to talk to through through lockdown that wasn't sort of in your immediate vicinity so and I got to know a lot about him then now this show arose on the back of Lawrence finding out that I was doing Teachers Talk Radio and he said to me a while back, look, I've got a show idea for you. Can I can I pitch it to you? And I said, well, yes, you know, I'm always looking for ideas. You know, sometimes they come to me in a flash of brilliance. And other times I'm sitting there thinking, oh, gosh, what on earth am I going to talk about next? And I'm actually quite honoured to be entrusted with this show, um, because as you'll find out from Lawrence, you know, disability and people with disabilities it's not my area of expertise it's not my comfort zone my my knowledge is not as great as I would like it to be and so the fact that Lawrence came to me and said that he wanted me to do this show he felt it was uh, me he wanted to talk to was a huge honor but I think it's also testament to the fact that actually sometimes we need to step out of our comfort zone and we need to talk about things so that we better understand them and we better understand people like Lawrence so moving forward we can just be better generally and I think it's also important to acknowledge that this subject matter is out of my comfort zone because well why is that why is you know disabled disabled teachers or or uh disabled TAs why is that out of my out of my remit I I don't know and honestly talking to Lawrence and when you hear him talking more you'll, you you may or may not think to yourself well hang on how have I not considered the things he is saying and how have I how have I not you know come to understand these things better so hopefully on the back of this show if nothing else you'll come out like me from from my recent chats with Lawrence having a better understanding of how he copes on a day-to-day -day life and I hope that he in turn can can help educate you as well so what I'm going to do is after the news I'm going to invite Lawrence on and we're going to get cracking
This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Catherine Lady Berkeley's school in Walton under Edge, Gloucestershire, has made the decision to return to remote learning for some pupils. The decision has been made as a result of 58 pupils and 15 members of staff currently being at home due to COVID-19. Head teacher Tim Rand has written a letter to parents explaining the situation. He stated, Supply teachers are proving difficult to source and we need to make plans for current and possibly increased levels of staff absence. I have been in discussion with the local authority and we have agreed to put in place the following plan from Monday. In order to staff lessons and maintain safe levels of supervision, we are having to introduce some remote learning from Monday. By having year groups at home, we can use teachers of those classes to cover for absent staff. We are trying to minimise the impact on student learning, so are hoping to keep it to one day out per year group, other than years 11 and 13, who will continue with lessons as normal. Mr Rand added that measures will be reviewed early in the week. STV News has reported that school children in Midlothian still appear to be being given cash to buy their own packed lunches from the local authority instead of providing hot school meals. Councillor Kelly Parry has voiced her concerns and has written to Education Secretary Leslie Ann Somerville asking for advice. She states, I have been contacted by so many families who are concerned about the lack of hot school meals being provided to their children. It is so difficult and stressful for many parents, some of whom are working two jobs, to find the food items they need to make sure their children have a proper lunch. The supermarket shelves are not well stocked at the moment and costs are rising, making it hard to shop for items. I would go as far as to say it's a breach of children's human rights and a national scandal that Midlorian is not providing balanced and nutritious meals in the way other local authorities are doing. Midlothian Council's Executive Director Kevin Anderson said that plans were in place to reintroduce a hot meal option in October, but said it is restricted to a large extent by the school estate and social distancing. There are some restrictions that we still want to apply. This has been your daily education news briefing. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. 
Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Good evening, all. You are back with me, Lucy Newberger, on Tuesday's Twilight Show. So without further ado, I am going to get my lovely guest, Lawrence, on. Lawrence, can you hear me? Yes, Lucy, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I'm so excited this works. So that's the first hurdle. So, Lawrence, you know by now, because you you listen in quite regularly, I would always say you are, well, I would say you are a friend of the show. Um, I, I think we can go as far as, as as I have friends of the show now. That's that's quite a privilege to, to say. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so before we go any further, and you know this tradition of mine, can you please introduce yourself, who you are, a bit about you and your role in education at the moment? Um, okay, well, before I do that, do you want to know what I'm having for dinner? Oh, yes. Yeah, so see, I told you I forget to ask you. <laughs> Right. So, uh, attention listeners of uh, Teacher Talk Radio, tonight for dinner, your guest is going to be having spicy chorizo and butter bean pasta. Yeah. Uh, batch cooked, straight out the freezer, defrosted overnight. So, when I came in from work, slap it in a microwave without the guilt of uh, processed food. At least I know what's gone into it. Well, that is, I mean, you are better organised than most. And actually, just whilst we're on the subject, George Bream, a previous guest, and I think I would say also another friend of the show, um, is having prawn pasta with creamy, cheesy tomato sauce. I'm very jealous, George. That sounds fantastic. Um, yeah. So, um, no, uh, who who am I? What do I do? Okay. So, um, my name is Lawrence Perks. Um, I am... Uh, a teaching assistant of uh, 10 years experience um, and prior to prior to that um, oh, well, I am a supply teaching assistant of 10 years in those 10 years I've had two um, maternity contracts back to back at the same school so in the last 10 years I've worked in a contracted role for a mere 18 months and have made a living on supply work which um, does actually fit in with 
how my disabilities affect my everyday life to be honest with you the 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 pay is rubbish but it fits my lifestyle so um yeah that that's the main reason behind that but um so i uh, yes a ta of 10 years and um i'm the third of five children um i am the only one in my family as is the middle child as the third of five um i am the only one with any disability of uh, any sort uh two older brothers a younger brother and a baby sister who will forever be the baby sister because she's 24 um oh, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. um so uh Yes, uh, the disabilities in question were bought about uh, bought about by um, my mother's unfortunate premature delivery of myself, um, and that um, resulted in uh, a bleed on the brain, uh, a hemorrhage um, that uh, resulted in hydrocephalus which translates uh, from Greek as water on the brain. So hydrocephalus is essentially um, swelling of the brain. Um, so in, in a neurotypical person's head, in everybody's head, you have a brain and it is cushioned, uh, cushioned from hitting the skull and like, you know, hard, solid bone. Uh, by a layer of what is known as uh, CSF, cerebral uh, spinal fluid. Um, and basically, due to uh, my premature birth um, and uh, the bleed that resulted, um, the CSF doesn't absorb into my brain correctly. Um, so, as you can imagine, that's swells my brain uh to the point of practically bursting um and the only treatments uh currently available uh that i'm aware of is um the insertion of um a shunt which is effectively just a plastic drinking uh drinking straw it diverts the so they open up my head. Uh, put put a sorry, actually, I should put a trigger. I, I should I should put a trigger. I should put a trigger warning. Uh, oh, in the me. I know. Um, so basically, they they put they put um, they put a shunt in, um, and it diverts the uh, liquid um, from my brain to my abdomen, where the abdomen can absorb it better than my poorly head. Um, and then the cerebral palsy, um, I'm sure there will be uh, some people out there who are already aware of cerebral palsy. But in my own case, it's just uh, lower body uh, effective. Um, so it's just my uh, gait that um, is affected, uh, loss of balance, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, so, um, like I say, I, I am more than my disabilities, but I'm sure we'll come on to it in a bit. Uh, my disabilities make up 
me as a person. So um, that's why I wanted to get the introduction of those um, out out there. And I, yeah, and I think and I think a lot of people will appreciate that too. But also, just something I wanted to clarify with you, Lawrence. And I know I've spoken to you about this b- before yeah. because I said. Uh, in my introduction and I sort of suddenly thought oh gosh have I put my foot in it because I know we've talked about uh, in the many chats we've had prior to this uh, disabled person versus person with a disability and kind of just briefly where you sit on that um, I, I had a, uh, an argument with um, a lecturer while I was at uni, a, a social inclusion lecturer, PhD up the wazoo, like really esteemed lady um, you cannot use the right. It is personal preference. I stress to your listeners: this is my personal opinion, okay, and uh, lived experience. But I stressed to uh, this lecturer was stressing to me: oh, you cannot call um, uh, somebody. You can't say to somebody you're a disabled person because linguistically speaking, that prioritizes the disabled over the person. And I'm sat there in this lecture, surrounded by house uh, course mates, flatmates, whatever, like biting my tongue so hard that I could taste blood. It was like, oh my God. Because in my opinion and my lived experience, it doesn't make a difference to me really the issue I took with this esteemed lecturer was to have to, um, oh yes, you you can't call them a disabled person. They have to be a person with a disability because disability is lesser. Well, as someone who is 30 years old, lived with um, two conditions for now 30 years, then at about 20. Um, I got... If I identify as disabled over a person, like not that I identify as an apple, but like if I choose to prioritize disability over person, that's my that's my prerogative, and this uh, this poor lecturer just did not. Yeah, like. Actual arguments. I, I can still picture now my um, course mate just glaring daggers at me across the table, like, "Oh my god!" Like because I, I'm again having grown up with it. I can be self-deprecating and make a joke of myself, which is fine because I'm a firm believer in if you can't, if you can't joke with yourself, you're a long, you're a long time alive. Uh, so to make light of, um, personally now, I'm not saying other people should like, you know, but from my point of view, I would not be here now without recognizing the humor where there should be humor. And, um, yeah, I am, I am a bit dark with it. (laughs) George has just uh, interjected to say, uh, it's like someone telling a group of people what they should be called with that, when that person isn't in that group. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, well summed up, George. It was exactly that. It's like, I oh, know, no, no, like, no, considering I have a visible disability as well, because this that's another argument of hidden versus vis- uh, visible. But I have a physical disability and 
I can call myself whatever I like. I can call myself, like, you know, a handicapped banana for all, like, uh, yeah. So it was it was 10 years ago. I am over it, I promise. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> okay. I should also mention that uh, George's daughter, Ella, is listening. So, Ella, we are all waving at you as well. So uh, there is your special mention. And please do keep listening as well because we love having you um, as, a, as a friend of the show too. So that's very important uh, to, <laughs> to make sure Ella feels uh, like she's well, part of things too. Yeah, welcome, Ella. Welcome, Ella. <laughs> so, Lawrence, I mean... I kind of want to go on a bit of a journey and I want you to take uh, our listeners on a bit of a journey just from, so I know we've already touched on a university experience, a bit of a, where there's a bit of a sore spot, so we'll maybe park that. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. So I want you you to talk to me and to everyone else, first of all, about your experience in school, kind of your sort of snapshot of your journey through education as somebody as a disabled person or person with disabilities, I mean, I'm, I'm doing it now. No, I'm it's doing... fine. You, 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 whatever. Well, I'm comfortable. <laughs> well, I want, to, I want to make sure that, that you know, you are happy with, with how your story is being told as well. Um, but, yeah, so I want you to kind of talk to us about primary school, about secondary school, about, about your experiences, your relationships with teachers and, and, and what that looked like for you. Okay. So, uh, as uh, I briefly alluded to, I am the third of five, okay? Um, And I'd just like to open with the fact that I am the product of all the good work that's gone into me. Like, I again, uh, again, I've alluded to it. I would not be here without the NHS, first and foremost. Um, I've clapped for the NHS since before it was cool you know um we'll get on to uh surgeries perhaps but yeah uh, i've clapped for the the nhs is my number one um followed a close second by my mother <laughs> and then um the ta um so yeah my my mum uh being a third of five was like right my son is going to um a roman catholic primary school uh, with his older brothers, um, brother, uh, there, uh, there's no special treatment. There's no special treatment for him. Blah, 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 blah. Not in a not in a harsh way. She wanted me to have as normal in inverted commas uh, as life as possible, and that meant going to school with my brothers. So yeah, naturally, I go to uh, primary school, um, and then my mum goes through the statementing process with um the council i get awarded five hours a week uh roughly um for what what was essentially midday supervision for the cerebral palsy not the hydrocephalus headaches and was this one-to-one or was this uh at the time at the time it was um one-to-one bespoke my mum picked my like we're talking nineteen ninety five. Um so the system was very different back then. My mum was heavily involved with selection of who um I'm not sure again, I'm not sure how it works actually now. So I also apologize to your listeners if I slip into Senko instead of Alnco and I am the child of the system. 
so um, my terms, unfortunately, could be a little bit updated. But yeah, my mum um, helped select my TA one-to-one for midday supervision to avoid any collisions in the playground and look after my physical well-being with some hours um, for or half hour here, half hour there for maths and numeracy skills, which were a big thing. Um, yeah, and she, oh, God, oh, God bless her now, she's 70 plus um, pre-COVID because things have got a little bit weird. Um, I used to, and I would still like to pick it back up again, go out for lunch with her once a half term, once a term, Um I know her, I know her son, um, you know, she is part of the family. She's a, she's a second mother to me for those primary years. Um, like she's like, oh, Mrs. S, Mrs. I still call her Mrs. S, you know, um, um, Mrs. S, Mrs. S. And again, 10 years ago when I'm 20 and we're having this discussion, she's like, Lawrence, call me Denise, call me Denise. I can't do that. I can't do that because from the age of, six or so or year four seven seven maybe year three something like year yeah. three year four and um, by the time we got through the system and got awarded the statement um it's been mrs sullivan and t- from the age of six seven eight it's been mrs sullivan up until the age of 20 so um <laughs> i finally started to call her denise but uh yeah it's been a it's been a long a long chalk um, I think I think there are some people who will always be Mr. or Mrs. Someone to us for what for whatever reason. I mean, even people you were sort of introduced to as a as a as a young child, just uh, you know, neighbours who were a little bit little bit older. They were they will always be and just as yeah. You, I mean, some people. I, mean, I can think of people in my life who whose first names I probably never knew because they were always Mr. or Mrs. So and So to me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely one of those, but. Um, Anyway, carry on, as you were. <laughs> um, so, like I said, that was awarded in year three-ish, year two. Uh, um, uh, and then, oh, we can come on to anecdotes about how um, I use my disability to get out of doing maths, but uh, because it gave me a headache. Numbers gave me a headache. A migraine, my brain swelling, oh, I've got a headache. Um, and naturally, my one-to-one TA, Denise, God bless her, saw right through it. She talked to my year six teacher and go, Alison, again, Miss, it would be Mrs. Thomas, but uh, Alison, Alison, you haven't got maths this afternoon by any chance, have you? Yeah, why? Uh, say no more, uh, Lawrence will have a headache later, or he's just been complaining that he's got a headache, yeah, because I wanted to get on maths, so, because um, it was really hard. So, moving on then, um, year seven, uh, I had some surgery on my knees and hips in the summer of year six and seven, between year six and seven, um, for the medically scientifically minded out there basically uh lengthening of hip uh tendons and severing of yeah like just basically i had uh, my right foot used to turn in um it doesn't turn in anymore um i'll let you 
filling your own imaginations is about how they sorted that. But yeah, so that was my summer holidays between year six and year seven for the transition to big school. Oh my goodness me. I think if, if I go quiet at any point, Lawrence, it's because I fainted. Okay. 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 Fabulous. <laughs> I'll, um, um, so uh, yeah, that, that, that was my summer. Um, I obviously went up to big school, big, um, big, big school. And for the first, yeah, probably the first whole term, September to Christmas, I was in uh, a wheelchair uh, because my knees and my hips and my foot were dealt with. Um, and, um, yeah, like, um, and then I obviously had the support come through with um, the uh, statements that I came up from primary with, um, and that's still with me to this day. Um, so, yeah, um, that came through with me, um, and it stayed with me until year nine, 14 years of age, where, again, you start to have a bit more self-awareness, I suppose, or whatever. But basically... Um, at an annual review uh, between uh, my high school Senko, Mrs. Bowler. See, I know all these all these names still. Uh, Mrs. Bowler, my mum, the school in general, deputy head, whatever. Um, I would like to um, not have my guide for transitions between lessons. Um, now... My primary school fed into my uh, high school, obviously. We're not an out-of-catchment. We weren't an out-of-catchment school. Um, so if, uh, that was the feeder school. It was the only school in Cardiff at the time, I believed, or they certainly made uh, quite a big fuss, who had a lift in the early 2000s. So naturally, that means actually getting upstairs to lesson um, and transitioning from Spanish downstairs to English upstairs, uh, a lot easier. Um, but yeah, come year nine, uh, I felt like um, I was uh, ready to leave my one-to-one -one behind and establish some street cred for myself because as... Um, a young pupil with a disability or a, a young disabled person, I felt that I didn't have much street cred uh, in my primary school days or I was, it was all way, in my opinion, again, adult help and one-to-one -one support for uh, what I've seen as hidden disabilities is a lot more commonplace these days than it was. Um, so naturally I got comments and people saying sly things, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I was just ready to ditch the help and break out on my own. Um, and then, like I say, I've, ne I've never looked back. I went on to college myself, learned to drive, university, 10-year TA degree, like 10-year uh, TA in experience, bish, bash, bosh. 
and this is the bit I kind of obviously wanted to get onto, but I wanted, I think it was very important for people to know sort of at least a snapshot of your story up and up until now. But what was it that made you want to become a teaching assistant? What was it that spoke to you about that role where you thought, actually, do you know what? I don't want to ever leave education. I'm just going to carry on. You're going to carry on for 30 years, yeah, mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, as, as, I've, as I've said, um, I am not the person I am today without the input I've had. So, uh, dear old Mrs S., Dear old uh, Denise, I should, I should probably say in dear old, she's still alive and kicking, bless her. Um, <laughs> right, um, Mrs. S, um, she is the reason I went into education. Simply, plainly, like, she is the reason. Um, and then um, there was, like, to sour that picture a little bit, but like I said, this was a warts and all chat. Um, I did. Oh, Lawrence, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Policeman. Oh, physical fitness. Not going to happen. Uh, Lawrence, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, chef. I like ready, steady cook. I want to be a chef. Long hours on the line, chopping heat. Like, not going to happen. Oh, journalist. You've got to study how long? What? Huh? Like, how many words? Dissertation? Mind blown? My head hurts? Loads of light. So, yes, while Denise did have um, an impact on me and the desire to go forth and be a support to other students, um, eventually solidified itself there was the um uh the lag the delay in coming to that decision that that's what i want to do with my life um but yeah it's mainly because i've been that kid in the classroom i've been that one-to-one kid and i think it gives me not to blow my own trumpet but like if i don't do it who else is going to do it um that because I've been in that situation, I feel like I can empathise better than some. Um, not all, because like you say, I've I've come across absolutely amazing uh, Alncos in the past who just know their stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I think the inside track I've got is I was that kid from a physical disability point of view. Like I've come across teachers in my experience who are quite open with the fact that they're dyslexic, um, for example, um, and the support they can give to dyslexic pupils is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I don't quite think anybody's got my inside edge, um, and that's that's what it was. I was like, yeah, I am here today because of what went into me. If I can be that person for somebody else, talk about like you know job satisfaction, um, yeah, that. That's me. That's why I'm a TA. That's why I will be in the job for a long time. 
And that's fantastic. And just just the, the the way the level of enthusiasm that you I mean, I've had many, many conversations with you about just our day to day goings on. And you know, you always have a story to tell. And I think it's it is it is fantastic. But you've also sort of mentioned to me that uh, and again, one of the reasons we're having this conversation this evening is that, yes, you love your job. Yes, it's a fantastic role. But for you, it comes with different I don't, I mean, pitfalls is the wrong word, but it comes with additional challenges and issues to the point where, and um, I'm going to draw people to, I think you posted it on your Twitter as well as, as I posted it on mine, that drew you to developing your own IEP, or as you call it, what do you call it, Lawrence? Uh, right, yeah, so for those of you that know IEPs yeah. and drafting them, um, I call my IEP the uh, Individual Employee Plan Crap, crap me. I thought that it's was quite G- funny. Well, I wanted you to say that. I realised that sounded really condescending for a second. I didn't mean it to. <laughs> I'm no. really sorry about that. No, that's right. Um, right. But I just, I know that you are, you know, this document and this whole thing you are incredibly proud of. I have read it in great detail. But I just want you to, again, to talk about why you developed this. Um, what did you call it, though, uh, Lucy, in our pre-chat? So a CV on what? What was it? I can't remember. What did I say? I know what you said. See, memory issues. Hydrocephalus. So, yeah, a CV on steroids. A CV on steroids. Yes, which, again, I don't know how appropriate that is. But, yes, it, it was. I mean, honestly. And I would urge you to, to go and look at, at my Twitter, and I'm going to try and get Lawrence to post it himself, to have a look at this individual employee pan and just pan, plan, and just look at what it, what it entails. And then you'll hopefully come to understand uh, in a bit more detail what we're talking about and why yeah why Lawrence just felt the need to to develop this um yeah sorry so um uh, to get that little tidbit in there I've uh, forgotten your question what was your question sorry why you developed the the IEP or the individual oh, okay. plan in the first place okay so um again as I've mentioned in the uh, introduction um uh, my only time in employment was uh, back-to-back uh, maternity leave, um, two separate ladies. I got very lucky and my stars aligned and, like, amazing. Uh, in uh, uh, a sensory resource base um, attached to um, a local Estin-rated um well, I'm going to hedge my bets and say good, but they might be outstanding. But yeah, let's not mention the E word or the O word. Uh, moving on. Uh, so yeah, it's um, I got um, two mat leaves contracts in a sensory resource base for pupils with um, autistic spectrum uh, condition. And... Uh, they, um, after being there for a good six months um, on supply anyway. So, but because I'd finally scored uh, my first real job, because I, um, my first real job, because I've never had a Saturday job. I've never, like, you know, that's a whole other conversation that, Who's going to who's going to hire a sixteen year old boy who can't stand on a step ladder to stock shelves? Like there are a bunch of experiences that I have had that people will be like, "Oh my god," and a bunch that I've 
being neglected, um, being deprived of a Saturday job, a job behind the bar. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's sob story. So I um, I developed uh, the plan because, like I said, now, now that I've scored um, my first ever job, my first professional uh, teaching assistant contract, um, I felt right. I'm going to do it properly. And because I've grown up in a system with disability benefits and everything recorded in in uh, within an inch of its life, I was like, right, I need to protect myself. I need to be um, Disability uh, Rights Equality Act 2010 savvy as a, as a person myself. Um, right, how can I make the school aware of what I struggle with. So I devised this plan and basically it's split up into um, uh, what I do. Um, oh, what was, I can't bring it up now, but it was basically uh, what I struggle with, how you, how I help myself and um, how you can help me. So going a little bit deeper in the warts and all, I'm going to use the um, example that um, the hydrocephalus, according to medical papers, etc., cetera, um, increases my risk of developing uh, depression or anxiety uh, purely from like the whole brain bleeding aneurysm thing um so yeah my 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 likelihood of getting that is shot through the roof so i was like right people are going to need to know that so uh what troubles me or oh, at risk of ang uh, anxiety and uh, i have bouts of depression so how do i help myself oh i take antidepressants uh once a day, X, X amount uh, a day. So that's how I help myself. How can you help me? Now, it's not as practical as with some other stuff, which I'll get on to. But yeah, how can you help me? Well, just be kind. Just be patient. If you can appreciate the fact that I've been up all day with a migraine, up all night with a migraine, can't sleep, come into work hating life, not just hating turning up for work, and can you appreciate how much effort goes into me being functional, upright, and present at work between the hours of 8 a.m. till 4 a.m.? Imagine the amount of effort that I put in between 4 o'clock and half past 7 the next morning to turn up for work. To turn up for work. I could not turn up for work, not be a functioning member of society. Yeah, we're getting a bit societal. I will bring it back around to education. But, like, if you can appreciate that, please, you would make my life a lot easier. Now, I chose to do it at that particular time, not because of, um, well, just not because, but the main reason I did was I felt, having proved myself already by being kept around on supply, I needed to 
Educate's a bit harsh because people are, but right, we're, we're going to go with that, right? I needed to educate colleagues on some, on my life, on, on what I struggle with, uh, et cetera. Um, another one, other than the depression one, I'm constantly losing things, right? Now, I know other people will also do it, but this, again, was tenfold. I'd lose car keys. I'd lose land, staff lanyards, photocopying badges, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I literally have memory blackouts. Like, where have I put it? I do not know. Oh, my God. And then you tear the place apart. The anxiety spikes. I get myself in all sorts, uh, into a state. Like, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, so that was... And, and it was stuff like that on the IEP as well. Please be aware that if Lawrence loses his uh, lanyard, it's very distressing for him. Like, don't be like, oh, you're an idiot. Where have you left it now? I, no, I put it down somewhere. I was probably doing what you asked me to do at the time. I had it in my hand or I've taken it off around my neck because it's slapping against my chest where the shunt pipe goes down and it was just red, sore and irritating. Like, you know, just to be a bit more understanding and a bit more, yeah, a bit more patient with me, to be honest. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, you need to uh, direct me on a firmer, a firmer ground here because I'm going to lose my point, Lucy. But no, you're no, no, no. You're you're doing brilliantly. So you developed the 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 IEP and yeah. and how how did you use it? Then is this something that you that you've taken with you to jobs? Is this something that you have shared quite widely? Because I know I I wanted to ask you before sharing it on Twitter, for example, because uh, number one, I was just impressed with the document itself, but just with the with the level of detail and also you know the the fact that you felt the the need to do it in the first place. So then after creating it and you know the reason for creating how have you used it since okay so um as uh as far as uh my use of it goes is it's a living breathing document so if i am ever lucky enough to uh, get a contracted role somewhere um and because that's another thing ticking disabled on um job applications now how can i expect like i'm struggling to well i say struggling but talking to radio listeners and explaining how i feel in words is proving a bit icky but how do you adequately put that on paper so while you say that the iep uh is Amazing, which um, is a brilliant comment, uh, compliment. Thank you very much. Um, it was actually proofread and ironed out by uh, a friend of mine um, who is a professional translator. But um, yeah, so it's a living, breathing document that will go with me from job to job. So when I sit down with HR, having got a job, having ticked disability, having written hydrocephalus down, and they've gone, what the hell is that? Um, 
to be able to be oh, look i have done all the work for you plus like if uh um I get accepted to do uni courses as well to add it to my um, PGC applications, university course applications. It is a living, breathing document. It is slightly more user-friendly, word-friendly, legible, readable in plain text than um, some of the more official government-given uh, stuff that I've got yeah it's a living breathing document and I've done it for other people's benefit not my own um, because I know what I struggle with but you try <laughs> just this last week um, uh, two weeks before half today because we're in the last week now I had um, a migraine for two days I was in bed I did not get out I did not do anything Um. And going back in, uh, what do we say, Tuesday? So, yeah, going back in yesterday to get the stuff like, um, oh, you don't look ill. Like, what? Like, have you not seen the amount of effort? So, to explain that it's not just a migraine, it is a normal hydrocephalus pressure headache like completely separate to migraines. There's no aura. It is a pressure headache. It feels like your head's going to explode. To be laid out in bed in a dark room and not wanting to speak to anybody for two days, to go back into a school and get that kind of, oh, well, you don't look ill. Mm, yeah, well. Mm, I can't so. imagine it goes down well. Just to interject, because I've got another comment from George here who says, I wish I'd listened to this about two years ago uh, before a lost key situation, and my normal reaction to someone who didn't know me led to a breakdown in relationship. She thought I was aggressive, others knew I was freaking out. Um, she's also pointed out that she's awaiting an ADHD diagnosis okay. and that her keys now live around her neck, and if they aren't, I have no idea where they are, and I freak out. And she is also so inspired by your IEP, Lawrence, that she that it sounds like George is going to have a go at making one for herself. Oh, that has made my day. That has absolutely made my day. Um, and you know, um, I have had a couple of falls today, as I uh, told you off air, Lucy. But it's passing. Um, and now I've announced it to the world. I've had a couple of tumbles uh, in school today. The kids were really quite good. I was trying to sort out. So yeah, it's made my day. But I was also trying to sort out the reason why I fell over. Right, and I didn't fall over. I collapsed. I like my hamstrings got really tight. They, my legs didn't want to move. Bang! Right, so sack of spuds, literally. So um, I'm trying to get a young lad with ASC who is quite distressed uh, because we don't like the word meltdown. The word meltdown is banned. We don't use the word meltdown. Also, no, I don't. And um, uh, so yeah, yeah, very distressed crying, hyperventilating, right, let's step outside, let's have a breather, trying to get through his communication needs, what's actually going on in, in his brain, like uh, in his thoughts, it transpired that, uh, now he's only year nine, we do, uh, in our school, we start GCSE work in year nine, um, he's very, very intelligent, um, sensory overload is his voice, okay, um, it's like, oh, what, what's, what's the matter? What's the matter? Like, you know, really quite what's going on. Like, you're, you're scaring me now. Like, what's 
going on. It was quiet in there. Oh, I'm just really disappointed in myself. Well, the kid, right, in a class of 20 that's mixed ability in quite a, a challenged area, you got a D. You got, you got 9 out of 16, which equates to a D. He was in the top two. Who both, who both had Ds, so it was just a case of marks. I wasn't privy to the other mark. He got a D on a year on a 16-mark question. And like, so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So for him to turn around and say, I'm disappointed in myself, where despite his challenges, he's tried his best, broke my heart. Whoa. What's... Um, so, yeah, obviously, because we'd... Um, stepped outside to grab some air um uh just cold and my hamstring seized up and uh buff down sack of spuds and I, I couldn't get back up the, uh, this poor lad who is beside himself tears hyperventilating offered me his hand and said uh let me up uh, and let me help you up oh my god that is why I do the job because as long as I could, I can make him like after he calmed down later or um, realigned himself. Uh, we were talking about it. I said, "Oh yeah, you know, are you sure you didn't like kick me in the calf or something like that?" Just to get a bit of a smile and a bit of a laugh and a joke out of him. Um, and yeah, like I said, if I can use my own experiences as a learning experience for others. I am happy to, like you know, uh, do any do absolutely anything. And again, going back to the experiences I had, um, I've been where some of those kids that are overwhelmed, they're never going to be able to do what they're going to do. Nobody understands my autism. Um, blah, 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 blah. To be fair, I don't understand this poor lad's ASC. Because I'm not ASC. I am, however, a child of the statement system with one-to-one support with his own set of challenges. While I have not been where he is, I have probably been someplace close. So, yeah, like I said, it's just close. But that's why I do the job, Lucy. That's why I do the job. So, yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's fantastic. Um, what we're going to do is take a short break, and whilst whilst we're having uh, that break, Lawrence, one one for you to kind of think about and think about how you're going to answer it is. I just want to kind of you to take me through a sort of a day to day as well, because as well as you being a a teaching assistant, there are things that you that you campaign for that you are you know vehemently supportive of and i just want you to to talk to us about uh those things as well because i think that also in the time i've known you and the things that you feel strongly about are just such a huge part of who you are as well so uh we'll we'll, we'll come and have a chat about that after a short break need support with your phonics teaching did you know oxford university press now has three dfe validated programs to help you Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. 
To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. And we're back. Lawrence is still with us, and uh, I hope he's had a, a chance to to think think about what we what we uh, what I asked him about just just before the break. So, Lawrence, can you still hear me? I think I've. I've you still there? Uh, yeah, still here. <laughs> Wonderful. So, I just want you to talk to us a little bit about kind of because you've we've talked about the IEP, we've talked about your journey through through education itself. You know, you're in this role, and just what kind of day to day looks like for you. Um, okay, so um, I, I like my day to day is the the same as everybody else. Like, I know that I know this isn't how you meant. I, I, I but it is it is the same as everybody else's, except as I've alluded to, there is. Um, an extreme element of uh, what I suppose uh, people would uh, term self-care. Um, so, as one can imagine, um, I I suffer. Right, um, what I constantly say to people when asked, uh, just in general day-to-day life, um, oh, how do you feel? Like, well, what's going on? Blah blah blah. It's not a case for me um, of, oh, Lawrence, does your head, do you have a headache uh, today? Yes or no. It's, Lawrence, how bad on a scale of X to Y is it today? Because... um, as you can say, as long as there is uh, breath in my body, I suppose, um, the pressure in my brain is constantly fluctuating. So, um, of course, about drainage of fluid, etc., can exacerbate that. Um, so, um, and I also say uh, along that kind of stuff is... It's the stuff people can't see that um, affects me more. Now, I am um, uh, walk, walking down the street, okay? Um, and, oh, no, actually, no, right, no. I'm, I'm coming up my... 
different example. See, I've got so many examples. I need to pick the right one to make my point. Okay, right. I am going up the stairs uh, to my flat. I live on a, um, a in a first floor flat. Um, I am carrying a cardboard box that isn't particularly heavy. I don't think um, it's just awkward. Okay, now I can't. Like, I can't walk up the stairs with, like, this really gangly box. So, um, I, well, with this gangly box, I was fortunate enough to bump into a guy coming down the stairs as I've gone up two steps, kind of balancing and kind of trying to hook my elbow into the railing to kind of steady myself, blah, blah, blah. And he's gone, oh, do you want me to carry that up for you? Oh, yeah, right. And usually I am, uh, oh, no, 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 I'll be all right. I'm strong. I'm independent. I'm, yeah, uh, like, no, don't take pity on me. No, no, brave hearts, like, you know, charge. Like, um, so he was like, oh, no, no, just let me do it. Just let me do it. So I let him do it. But so it's carrying that type of stuff. It's I went to get a COVID jab um, and walked in to my second COVID jab into this mass vaccination centre. There were about 50 people, no word of a lie, in front of me. All two metre distance, folks, all two metre distance. But yeah, like it, there was loads of people in this uh, sports hall queuing. Um, I joined, I've joined the back of the queue just chilling, quite happy to uh, wait my turn. Um, and uh, this lady comes over to me. Uh, would you like a chair to sit on? Like, you know, would you like a chair? Um, uh, oh, no, thank you. Again, brash. And, oh, no, thank you. Um, no, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. Um, okay. Uh, just uh, deal with it. Oh, are you sure? Uh, oh god, I've got to be a little bit politer. No, no, no. I, I assure you, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, if I feel like I need one, though, thanks for the offer. I'll let you know. So this lady walks off, has a word with the another steward down the front of the, um, down the front of the queue. Uh, and she comes back to me and says, "Oh, do you want to like just nip to the front and have it and be on your way?" And you know, there's, there's a seat down the front. I was like, "Hang on." There's 14 to 50 people in front of me and you're asking if I want to skip this entire queue and get my jab first. Oh my God. Yes, please. Like, so, um, like, uh, yeah. So, but, so there is that because this, this lady was obviously looking at this queue. She's seen me again, the visible stuff. So going back to what I said, that's the visible stuff people can see. Oh, my God, he's falling over. He doesn't walk very well, standing, this, that, and the other. But when I'm tired, I need I need sleep, my head is absolutely banging, um, and I'm dosed up on painkillers, for me to say, oh, I've got a headache, which to me, it's only a headache on my scale of x to y it's not it's not horrendously bad but it's probably worse than 
people probably realise unless they've got hydrocephalus. Okay, like, but no, it's fine. I'll 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 pump myself full of codeine and I'll get on with life. I'll just I'll just do it. But then, as was case last week, oh, you've got two weeks till half term. No, I just need to sleep. I I I two days. My head is pounding. I've got a migraine. Long term supply. I'll I'll forfeit the money if I have to. Um, I need the day off sick. So I took the Monday, Tuesday, pumped myself full of codeine. The pain went away because um, I know the codeine works. But uh, for anybody that has taken codeine before, it's an opiate. So like after the crash, the crash is horrible. Like it's horrible. Um, so Wednesday I woke up and went, you know what? I am absolutely shattered. Oh, I just won't go to work. I just wrote the I wrote the week off, Lucy. I was like, you know what? I'll go back in on Monday and start again. Like I for years and years and years, I was the type that went, no, nope, no, nope, I'm just gonna no. Nope, I'm not gonna tell you what's going on inside my brain. On no, no, no. Nope, I am no different to anybody else. But as time has gone on, I'm not... Okay, different is divisive and people are... I'm not different mm. to anybody. I'm not saying that. But I am different in this example. Like, you know, I am different to everybody else. I have different challenges to everybody else. Try and cut yourself some slack. Oh, most definitely. And I think, you know, I mean, it's part of a, a wider problem in education, you know, this 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 martyrdom that that I think many, many people put themselves through. And that's, you know, why I asked you, I mean, again, I sort of in my head, I was like, you know, how does the day to day look to you? It does sound like a condescending question. But as you've you've sort of reflected back to me, you've said, because, you know, it's, it's not a ridiculous question, because although, you know, you want to kind of carry on as, you know, as normal in inverted commas day to day for you that doesn't necessarily you know that does look different to to the person next year yes no definitely um and in true hydrocephalus style i uh, something that i did want to say uh bubbled up in my brain uh while you were talking there and now i've completely like memory blank see i have no idea i have <laughs> no it's gone well, I mean, no, 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 it's 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 been great so far. But I mean, I know I want to ask you, and again, we could we could do sort of hundreds of shows on this, and I'm sure you will you will come back uh, uh, again and again. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that you will, and that this hasn't put you off. But I just want to kind of carry on for a little bit longer because I know we sort of we've we've talked about various things, and I know you kind of talk about your feelings towards the way you're perceived and the way that you're treated. And I know we had this conversation and I hope you're okay to, to touch on this and to briefly kind of talk about um, what I'm alluding to here. I know we, we chatted about this and just, uh, I'll, I'll let you take over from here, but just kind of, I know that for you having a disability or being a disabled person and, you know, working and doing all the things you do to you, that's just, just day to day. But I know that you, you kind of take issue with when, that's well, kind but, of lauded and, and hero worshipped you kind of yeah, take issue uh, with. Okay, yeah, no, I, I know where you're going with that now. You know where okay, I'm going yeah, with yeah, it. Good. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, so to pick up on what you said, like you said, we've spoken off air. 
Um, and as I've alluded to, the amount of effort that goes in putting me in an upright, functional, upstanding member of society um, who wants to work between the hours of eight and four, the amount of effort that goes in is highly underestimated. So, again, personally, when I see on... Um, the likes of uh, BBC Breakfast, that um, some uh, poor gentleman who's uh, of the armed forces um, trod on an IED, unfortunately resulted in amputation and loss of limbs. Uh, Horrific. And I will just add something that I haven't told you before, but, uh, you know, debut for your listeners. My pers- my perspective um, is only the way it is because unlike the chap that uh, I am unfortunately going to take issue with the presentation of him, um, is he, he he got in an accident or like um, an explosion in a war zone and was made disabled. Okay. That is different to my own experience. I was born disabled, and in a way, I am, if I have to carry this cross, sorry, the primary Catholic uh, uh, upbringing coming through there, if I have to carry that cross, okay, I am fortunate, glad, happy, which however you want to say it, that I was born with it because I think I'd really, really struggle with... For example, going out to a war zone and having life-changing injuries, as the PC correct term is nowadays. Uh, so when I see someone who's given his all for his country and, well, um, and he undergoes some charity fundraising, excellent, amazing, But why do the likes of the BBC need to present it as a super, okay, a superhuman effort? Uh, Like, yes, superhuman, that's the word, a superhuman effort. Because anybody who's seen the Channel 4 London, or can remember the London 2012 um, advertising campaign for the Paralympics, we are the superhumans. Um. So why why does this man, like I said, who's given nigh on his all, you know, for his country, need to be made out to be superhuman when there are ordinary, everyday disabled people out there who need to pump themselves full of all sorts of painkillers to be presentable or go through all sorts of challenges that... They don't talk about, nobody asks about just to be functioning within society. Like, um, and that also leads me on to, as much as I love The Last Leg, like uh, I love The Last Leg on Channel 4, um, comedy acts, like um, BBC, was it The Lost Voice Guy that I saw who had cerebral palsy? And I know Josh Blue is another one. There are, yeah, right, but certainly the lost voice guy, G, uh, G, uh, GBT, uh, Britain's Got Talent, sorry, B, uh, BGT. Um, 
Yeah, like he's got cerebral palsy. Why? And his act is, oh, oh, I'm not drunk. I have cerebral palsy. Like, why is and everybody's laughing in the Albert Hall? Oh, yeah, isn't he funny? Like, it just it bugs me, Lucy. It it bugs me. I know. Yeah. I mean, I know, and I sort of, and I know we kind of undenied as to whether to sort of talk about this and whether to bring this up, but I think it, it is important for for us to say that, as you have as you have rightly said, that there are people every day who aren't getting the hero worship, who aren't getting the kind of oh, you know, it's amazing that you that you got up and you went to work today despite the fact that you've got a headache, feeling like your head's going to explode, and I, you know, it's difficult for for those of us who who don't have disabilities to almost wrap our heads around that because we're so used to to seeing that hero worship. We're so used to seeing, uh, you know, the Paralympics on TV, things like The Last Leg. And I'm sort of busy in my head going through all these things that I've watched and thinking, I'm now going to watch them with a sort of slightly different hat on. Yeah. So, um, well, well, no, no, do, you to, do you want to expand on that? That's uh, intriguing. What, what, as in, because uh, wait, I think... Because I, I've watched them, and I, I have no problem in saying this, I've kind of watched them for, uh, you know, as, as comedy, as kind of, you know, I think uh, Alex Brooker, for example, is, is great and all the rest of it. It's never occurred to me what, you know, how how you know, a disabled person or a person with a disability might view that. You know, it just, I think because, again, and this is something we're going to probably have to touch on in another show, you know, it's, we talk about and are open about so many different subjects um, and rightly so. And you, again, you and I have talked about this, whether it's gender identity and things like that, all the things that are very important, very necessary subjects. Yet still, and I know that we've talked about this a lot, disability is still one of those subjects that's that's not well understood, not talked about in the in the ways it needs to be in very necessary ways, how that is handled in school, how disabled members of staff are are able to go to work and, and to function. So I think that's probably where where my different hat, if you like, is 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 leading me. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, no, that that's uh that's very, very good for you to say it. Like um again, I I feel like I've got on my soapbox tonight. Um but like disability uh, my this disability to me in schools like we've all been there kids say stupid things they say words that they don't know the connotations of etc 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 kids and teenagers can be vile only some not all of them i won't tar them all with the same brush but some... wouldn't you though wouldn't you yeah, well... <laughs> Or, uh, well, a certain handful, maybe, that uh, come to mind. But, um, <laughs> like, so, no, I'm not going to tar them all with this. My point is there are some teenagers out there that, like I say, say things that they don't know the meaning of without any care for what their words are. They don't even know what these words mean. And, um, again, uh, I am gonna, I, I'll, I'll let you know the words that I've heard um, that really do my head in, do my, uh, do my head in, hydrocephalus, migraine, uh, do my head in. Um, um, so 
so no, just again a little bit of a trigger warning. Like this is what I hear. It is a warts and all chat. Okay, I've constantly heard, not necessarily directed at me. There are some stories I could tell that people have taken umbrage with me, but kids calling other kids the likes of retard, spaz, not realizing that spaz is short for spastic, which is what scope the disability charity was called way back when it was called the spastic society because it was a cerebral palsy society. So uh, society, the charity. Um, so that's where, that's why as times evolve, meanings of words change. Linguistics is an ever breathing thing that they were forced to change the name. So yeah, like those kind of words Mong, monging out, like I get really, I'm hyper vigilant in my class, and I know as a an LSA behavior management is not my thing, but when it comes to something, again, I stress that nine times out of ten, these things aren't directed at me. They're two kids having a pop with each other, calling each other all the names under the sun, trying to be act act a hard man, like you know. But I I take lead on um, behaviour there, behaviour management. Um, I refer up to uh, deputy safeguarding leads. Um, Deputy heads, head teacher, my line manager, and Salonco, uh, Senko. Um, like, I used to get really irate in my younger days, like not knowing any difference. So, when I'm in a class of 16 year olds and I'm 20, 22, 23, in a class of 16 year olds, which is nothing, like, you know, they're pra- I'm practically their age, they're practically my age, and I get so irate. I'd take on the world and I'd try and uh, educate, but in a punitive fashion. Um, I am well aware of that fact. I am well aware of that fact. But um, as I've grown, it it comes with age as well, I suppose. Like, um, I've chilled out. I just, or try to chill out. There are occasions where... A child just, a pupil just does not get it and keeps hammering the same button because he's, he, they can see. Um, I won't say he because, you know, Mean Girls from Tabitha's, um, <laughs> ta- ta- Tabitha's show this morning, Mean Girls as well. Pupils just hammer, they know your buttons. They'll hammer your buttons. So you can see it's frustrating me for some reason. They don't know why because they don't know what the meaning of the words and the connotations are. Oh. But they can see there's a reaction, so I'm going to button mash for all my life is worth because it gets a reaction out of you and I don't want to be in your stinking class. So, <laughs> like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. they'll go at it. So now I just write their name down, research, uh, put it up to head of year, uncle, blah, 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 blah um, and up the ladder and just be done with it. Um, but that has taken an awful long time because, as you can probably imagine, um, that I've said, um, being 30 years on this planet, while that is one, co- especially on supply, one comment made by one pupil on one dreary November Monday is the 300 millionth comment 
that I have heard in 30 years and by all that is holy, whatever your chosen deity is, by all that is holy, don't I feel every stab of those 300 million times? So I'm tired. I'm worn out to these comments. Yeah. And sometimes it does get the better of me. I'm, I am not, I'm not the perfect human. You know, so, yeah, kids can be inconsiderate, to put it very mildly, actually. Yes, I think we, we, we'll, keep, we'll keep it mild. Just so you know, I was just laughing at your, your deity comment, not, not the fact that... that <laughs> no, no, really, that's why not. Um, just, just to be clear. Uh, but um, I think, I mean, unfortunately, we are out of time, Lawrence, for, for today. But I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. And I think we were going to have to get you back because I have enjoyed this enormously. I hope you have as well. Uh, it has been a true, true privilege to have you on here to, to uh, as you say, to, to educate, to talk, to to get things out of your system, a whole, I mean, however way you want to describe it, please do come and talk to us again. I mean, I i have, yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. And I hope that uh, everyone else who's listening in feels the same way. But I will let you go and enjoy your beanie pasta creation. And I will catch up with you for Bake Off uh, in about 25 minutes. Okay, fabulous. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for Thank me. you so much. Bye-bye. Oh, well. That was great. And honestly, I mean, even though I have spoken to Lawrence many, many times prior to, to this conversation, I still find myself thinking, oh, gosh, I've put my foot in it. Oh, gosh, I've said something something wrong. But I think that also goes to show that there is work to do in terms of our perception and our understanding of, of disabilities both within school settings and outside. That may not be true for, for all of us. I know many people work very, very hard uh, and live and breathe uh, their understandings every day. But for, for some of us, and I count myself in that, the, the learning journey uh, continues and I plan to, to keep going with that. Now, I'm conscious of time, so I'm going to wrap things up for today. But just so you know, after me, Libby is back and she is discussing coaching to help teaching help teachers uh, improve by helping themselves, I believe was the preamble I read earlier. So I'm very much looking forward to that, which I will catch up with. But that is on uh, at eight o'clock this evening. All that remains for me to say is that enjoy your dinners this evening, whatever you're having. I am off to heat up the remaining of my spicy tomato soup, which did nearly blow my head off yesterday. So I'm hoping that, although probably given that it's had time to sit overnight, it's probably even spicier now, but hey-ho. Anyway, always a pleasure, everybody. I will speak to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.